You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today we're talking about the diversity of London and its communities. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. We're on to episode 28. Gideon is here after publishing our wonderful videos. Are we famous yet, Gideon? How are you? Awomia, John. Awomia. Awomia. That's my black country greeting. You know, you've definitely been a changed man since we did those videos on Let Them Talk TV, which is your channel. There was a nice video that you've done a very good editing job with my less than impressive Brummie accent. We did a nice one on my channel as well. So if you would like to check out the videos on Brummie, the Birmingham accent, they're very worth watching. Yeah, that's good. Informative. Yeah, Do check it out. Do check them out, both of them. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Today we're going to do something again about London because London is such an interesting city, isn't it? Really? There's so many things we can talk about. There are. Yeah. This is from my friend's girlfriend, Elisa, who's my friend Brody's girlfriend. She's French. I visited them up in Scotland and she came up with this idea, which I thought was a wonderful idea. And it is talking about the different nationalities and diversities of London and where people live Ooh. and where they congregate. Yeah. I thought this was very interesting on a few levels. I thought on one level it was interesting because people can get a better idea of what cultures affect what areas. That can be very interesting in terms of things like food in particular. So you'd find certain restaurants in certain areas if you wanted to try certain foods, right? Yeah. If we take it from an English point of view as well, obviously nationalities do invariably congregate together. But also mm -hmm. if you are that nationality and you want to use your English more, then I guess in a way what we're saying is this is where your nationality lives, but therefore it's a good idea to avoid it, right? From an English point of view. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yes. If you come to London and you want to speak English, then you could maybe not live with your community just for a while. Yeah, but that is a curious one, isn't it? Obviously, it depends on your motivation for coming here, doesn't it? If your motivation is to work and your English is not that great, then obviously living in a community of people from your home country can be very helpful, can't it? Yeah, sure. You get some support and contacts and things like that. But I should say, though, I don't think there are any ghettos in London. London's very diverse. Mm -hmm. And of course, you get sort of congregations of people, but there are no ghettos where you say this is where people from a certain community live. That you see in other cities, I think. Not in the UK, but, you know, other countries, but not London. There are no ghettos. There's just diversity. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I suppose probably historically there would have been ghettos, right? Perhaps over time that has changed. Yeah. I guess Brick Lane area once upon a time would possibly have been described as a ghetto wouldn't it bangladeshi community would you think that was fair i made a video about east end and brick lane that area was originally a huguenot area okay. mm -hmm. and then it was a jewish area then it became a bangladeshi area and now it's kind of hipster area isn't it it is yeah on brick lane there's brick lane mosque which is really interesting if you visit london because it started out as a church 
a Huguenot church, and then it became a synagogue, and then it became a mosque, the same building. Wow. An example of the sort of diversity in London and that neighborhood as well. Huguenots, sorry, I'm going to sound quite ignorant with my history here. Huguenots, French? Yeah, they were sort of French Protestants and they were persecuted in France. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them escaped and came to the UK, mostly London, to avoid persecution. And some settled around Soho, I think, but most of them around Spitterfields. And if you see the street names around Spitterfields, they've got like French names, like Fournier Street, stuff like that to this day, yeah. One of my friends has a surname, Fournier. Okay. French or Huguenot background, perhaps. Potentially, yeah. I'll have to ask her about it. Let's talk, first of all, maybe the main areas, the main communities that probably most people would know about in London. We've already mentioned Brick Lane. Maybe in the last 20 years or so, this has changed. Certainly, originally, Brick Lane was a Bangladeshi (laughs) area. And you can see it when you're walking down Brick Lane, can't you? They will have the Bengali language, won't they, on the corners? On the street side, yeah. It's very expensive now, Brick Lane. Yeah. Very expensive. So I don't think new immigrants are going to afford to live there. It's going to be more difficult, not even possible. Because it's become very trendy, hasn't it? That's true. Because it's close proximity to the centre. Yeah. What about the other main communities that most Londoners would have heard about (laughs) and most Londoners would relate to? in terms of nationalities around the city? Well, there's so many. If you don't mind, I'll start by telling the listeners about my neighbourhood where I grew up. I think it's a good example of the diversity of London. I grew up in Finchley, which is, I say, sort of prominent communities are Gujarati, Jewish, and Japanese. Lots of other communities too. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I think you have mentioned the Japanese community before, but that's probably a community that people don't always think about too much in terms of a great size in London. Is there a sizable community in Finchley? Well, there is what's called JJ areas. I don't know if you heard that expression, you live in London, a JJ area, Jewish Japanese. They're not Japanese people who are Jewish, by the way. It's like For one reason or another, Jewish people and Japanese people live in the same neighborhood. So you have Finchley to extend to Goldscreen and I think Ealing is another place, JJ area, one or two others. I think there's sort of similarity in their worldview of wanting a good place to grow up kids and something in the city and a few other amenities. By coincidence, one way or another, they've ended up in the same neighborhoods. So it's JJ areas. But I should say my neighborhood also had a lot of Gujarati. That's a region of India. Mm-hmm. And when I grew up, both my neighbors, one side and the other side, were Gujarati. And mm-hmm. I grew up kind of spending time in their houses. I even recognized some Gujarati words mm-hmm. as well. And the food, I was always in their kitchens eating the food. That food doesn't even taste like foreign food, if you know what I mean. It's not exotic. It's like normal food I grew up with. And I think a lot of Londoners have that experience. They're part of one community and they grow up with somebody else. And it's all uh, sort of a mix, a cosmopolitan mix. And uh, the school I went to when I was young was like that. Best friend was of sort of uh, Indian uh, origin. Their parents Mm -hmm. were Indian. I think also Indian people as a nationality is probably the highest number in London. Would that be correct? It could be correct, yeah. I think maybe a lot of Polish people now have moved in, haven't they, relatively recently. 
since 2003, whatever. I think you're, you're still right, though. I think a lot of the Indian community would perhaps live Hounslow area, is, is that correct? South Hall, also Harrow area. Yeah, yeah. Although I can't think of any neighborhood of London where, you know, there's still quite a lot of people of Indian descent. Mm. I think we're talking about like third generation now. Yeah, definitely. I suppose Wembley as well. Wembley is a yeah. Indian population, yeah. isn't it? Often it would be their grandparents who came over. And the mayor is a good example, isn't he? Sadiq Khan. Father he, was a Pakistani bus driver, wasn't he? Came to London. He was, yeah. So he's a second generation. Yeah, he is a good example of that. Definitely, yeah. Do you know roughly how many people are not born in the UK that live in London? No. Do you have the statistics? It may not be 100% accurate to the date, but the recent statistics I saw was about 37%. So at least a third of people yeah. who live in London were not born in the UK. Is that right? Yeah. I think that's a very curious statistic, isn't it? That's a large number of people. That is a lot. I'm not surprised because London is, you know, it's a city which is built by immigrants. We're going back a thousand years. I mean, the Romans <laughs> came over from Rome or that part of Europe. And it's always been an immigrant city from Roman time, medieval times. And it's continued that. We have this expression, don't we? Melting pot, which yeah. suggests a, a very big mix of cultures and people mm-hmm. together. How many different nationalities do you think we have in London? Do you know? I don't know. I'm guessing it's more than 100. It is more than 100. Apparently, it's around about 270, give or take a bit. I mean, again, this is probably not the latest information, but I've read somewhere, yeah, it's about 270. And they say that over 300 languages are spoken in London. Wow. London truly is a global city. I think the mistake some people make is that saying that this is a new thing. And as I said just before... It's been like that for a long, long time. There's the Huguenots coming over, the Jewish immigrants coming over, and other ethnic groups have come to London for a long, long time. It's been a, a global city. When the Romans obviously founded the city, it wasn't founded by people native to Britain, was it? It's always been like well, that. Well, there, <laughs> there might have been a settlement there before, but I think it became a city under the Romans. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, arguably, that has always been the case, hasn't it, as a city? It's always been that diverse. I'm giving you a few quiz questions, aren't I? But okay. you're, you're doing okay. What's, <laughs> what's the most diverse borough in the whole of London? Oh, okay. That's an interesting one. I would guess, well, it could be something like Tower Hamlets or Brent or Camden, somewhere quite central, I guess. Yeah, you did well. What, Second what guess, this? Brent it was correct. Oh, it's a Brent. Okay. Yeah. So I live in Brent. Wilsdon Green in Brent and you bring down the diversity level by 0.01 percent <laughs> I do indeed apparently they say that in Brent around about 17 percent of the population is white British mm-hmm. which is quite a low percentage isn't it and 17 percent 17 yeah okay supposedly yeah it's not only the most diverse borough of London but it's the most diverse place in the whole of the UK oh, okay and okay. it's one of the most diverse places in the whole of Europe. That's really interesting. It reminds me of another statistic, which may be a little bit irrelevant to this point, as you've brought up that sort of statistics about the borough of Camden, mm-hmm. which is in the top 10 richest places in the UK. 
mm-hmm. but it's also in the top 10 poorest places in the UK. Is it? Yeah, the sort of the amount of poverty you get, you get a lot of people who are sort of not doing too well in the borough because everything's expensive in mm. the borough of Camden. At the same time, rich people go and live there. So yeah, yeah, this huge contrast between rich and poor, which is not so good. Necessarily, I'm saying it's a good thing. It's not. It's interesting visiting those places. You get this diversity, not only on an ethnic level, but also in an economic level as well. Yeah, I suppose to some extent, though, that's partly why people find it interesting as a place as well, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of people who come to London will go to the market in Camden. That's a very touristy thing to do, isn't it? To go to the market. The number one tourist place, apparently. Is it? That's wow. the number one tourist wow. attraction. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because there's the canal down there, isn't there? And it's quite a yeah. nice area. And that's nice. I went to school around there, actually, in that area. Yeah. Oh, did you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I went to school in Camden. Okay. It is an interesting area, and I would say it's worth visiting as a tourist, isn't it? It's normally full of tourists, probably not nowadays, obviously, because there are still a few restrictions on traveling, but definitely worth checking out. It is. It's kind of a bit of a monster because I remember it well, a long time ago, only 30 years ago, going to Camden. It was big then, but now, wow. So we still find a lot of interesting things there to visit, yeah, definitely. Because you've focused on your area. I'm going to focus a little bit on my area. So Wilsdon yeah. Green, what kind of groups would you find in Wilsdon Green in terms of different nationalities? Oh, is that a question? Yeah. I think Black British, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Definitely, but uh, yeah, Irish, Irish, yes. Kilburn's a fame, which is near Wilson Green. So I'm guessing here, Kilburn and Cricklewood were Irish areas, and that's near Wilson Green. Maybe that's just a stab in the dark. Is that right? It's absolutely correct. Yeah, I mean, I think originally Wilson Green is definitely a, an Irish area, a bit of a spillover. I think you do get quite a few second and third generation Irish people now who are obviously Londoners. I have some Irish friends, and I hope this isn't a derogatory phrase, but they often use this expression, plastic paddies. I don't know that expression. What does it uh, mean? So a plastic paddy apparently is somebody who thinks they're Irish, but actually they're not because they're second or third generation. Okay. People in would cover a lot of Americans, though, wouldn't it? Potentially, or yeah. Sixth or seventh generation, yeah. Exactly. I don't know whether it's an offensive thing. I'm sorry if it is for some people, <laughs> but that was an expression that some of my Irish friends use. It is curious, isn't it? I have an Irish friend who lives close by and she will go to the Irish bars around here and talk about the Irish people there. Mm-hmm. Who are, they're not Irish, they're Londoners. I think what's interesting about Ireland is that it used to be, and well, until quite recently, like 20 years, it used to be a poor place and the young people left. Lots of them came to London. I met lots of Irish people in London, but now Ireland's a rich place. It's richer than the UK. So immigration's going in the opposite direction. I think there's less incentive for young Irish people to move to London. They might do it for another reason. Also, with Brexit, it sort of makes it even less so. Why go to London? You could, you could be in Ireland, which is in the EU. So I think maybe the Irish, inverted commas, people that you meet, yeah, they're more likely to be sort of second generation now, yeah. Which is curious, isn't it? Definitely. But I think, obviously, with the Brexit thing, I mean, it's the Irish, really, that still are able, obviously, to move freely in the United Kingdom, aren't they? Regardless yeah, that's of Brexit. true. Yeah, Irish people can still move freely. They're allowed to. Vice versa, we could do the same. No, I'm not sure no. vice versa. No. Okay, interesting. No, I think it's only one way. Some listeners should check, but I believe that if you're Irish, you can move to the UK. No problem at all. But if you're British, you cannot move to Ireland now, mm-hmm. just oh. like that. 
Okay, interesting. I'll have to check that one out. My plans to move to Dublin have just gone up in smoke. But... <laughs> Other nationalities in my area, do you have any ideas or do you want me to tell you them? Is there Portuguese? There is Portuguese, yes. Oh. I would say Portuguese is a bit more Kensal Green area, but yeah, there okay. is definitely a Portuguese influence in my area. Okay, I say that because I remember there used to be a Portuguese cafe when yeah. I was in that neck of the woods. So I thought maybe that's why. People from the Indian subcontinent? Yep, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm definitely. doing quite well, aren't I, John? You are doing well, yeah. I deserve I, praise. You do deserve praise. You're amazing. <laughs> Talking about the Portuguese theme, there's a large Brazilian community as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. which is probably closer to Dollis Hill, which is the next right. area along. I mean, there's definitely quite a big Brazilian influence in the area. That is another nationality. Probably in recent years, it's become quite popular with Italians as well. I would argue nowadays it's possibly a bit less so. Maybe that'll come back after the pandemic. We'll see. Yeah, I would say those are probably the main mm -hmm. groups. But with Portuguese, where would another area be? I didn't know this until fairly recently, but there is another area that's quite popular with Portuguese people. I don't know. Stockwell? Don't know. I didn't know that. Stockwell is, did not is know quite that. a Portuguese area. We went to a lovely Portuguese restaurant down there. If you would like to sample some wonderful Portuguese food, mm -hmm. one of my friends is Portuguese and we went ah. to a group with other people and it's nice down there. I did not know that at all. If you would like to hear more of Gideon's lovely voice on his own podcast about curious and interesting things about the English language, it's Zeitgeist Banana. Just search for Zeitgeist Banana where you get your podcasts. You will find some wonderful and interesting stories with more of me, too. I know the French. Do you know where the French are? I do. Kensington, is that right? Yeah, they choose the wealthiest part of London. Well, of the UK, Kensington, yeah. There's a French schools there. I do know also that I think London is the seventh biggest French city in terms of population, because I think there are about 200,000 French people living in London or something like that. And I... It's like more than Nantes or some cities in France. I have heard that. That's quite a common mm. statistic, that one, isn't it? Yeah. So so in terms of French people living in Kensington, has that been quite a long time? Do you know? I think so. Quite a long time. As you say, there is the French school there, isn't there? There's the Institut yeah. Francais as well, where you can see cultural yeah. things related to France. I think they've opened school in Wembley recently. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see if Wembley becomes a bit of a French area. The difference between Wembley and Kensington is quite big, isn't it? Perhaps not. So listeners can now know where to go in London to get their baguettes. Indeed. And yeah. their creme brulee. <laughs> Which no, is I'm important. Sure get baguettes everywhere. And you told me the other day about the Korean community. Yes, yes. Because we had a little chat about this upcoming podcast. And I mentioned to John, I said, do you know, John, where the North Korean community is in london and did you know do you get the answer right i wasn't 100 percent sure but i think you gave me the wrong answer <laughs> did you, I? Said, you said south molden new molden yes yeah. new molden isn't new it? Yeah. molden i guess i could have guessed it i mean i definitely knew that the south korean population was in new molden because if you go to new molden it's actually wonderful if you want yeah. to really experience a korea town oh, it has, really yeah it has I, korean I confess. 
You've never been? I haven't. It might have been at some point in my life in New Malden. I can't remember. It must have been a very long time ago. I don't remember anything about that. No. Okay. I'll make it next time I'm in London. We'll go and get a bab together, John. Let's do it and do some karaoke as well. And watch some black pink videos. Whatever. Indeed. I don't know what that is, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, I think they're a South Korean girl group, are they? Okay. I have to check those so. out. Don't really know the music. So New Malden, good for Korean beer, good for Korean food, good for Korean karaoke. And the largest North Korean community, about 600. Okay. Obviously, as they escaped from North Korea, one way or another, and they found themselves in New Malden amongst other this, Koreans. This article that you sent me was very interesting about the reason why South Koreans live in that area. Do you remember reading that? No. Refresh my memory. Apparently, it was the former residence of the South Korean ambassador in the 1970s. Oh. It attracted other Koreans from that time. And also, the Korean electronic giant Samsung based their UK headquarters in New Modern until 2005. Oh, is that right? There was also another aspect they were saying there was like a a Korean business conglomerate in the 1950s, apparently, which was the original start. So those different things together has created it, apparently. That's on my list to visit New Malden next time I'm in London. Yeah, well, you should do. I'm shocked that you haven't been there. So you went there as a special sort of homage to all things Korean when you (laughs) went there, or you just happened to have friends in the area. At the time, I was friends with a Korean girl who I met, mm-hmm. and she was working in a coffee shop where I used to do my conversation group. So I made friends with her, and she happened to live locally to me. She had a Swiss boyfriend who she's now married to. Basically, we decided to go out there with a couple of my friends as well, do a bit of karaoke, go a bit mad. You did the karaoke? Yeah, of course we did. What did you sing? I can't remember all kinds of things. Come on, tell us. Everything. Tell us something. T- Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Go on then, sing it now. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> we'll do an episode on this at some other point where people okay. can download it and okay. remove from it- their listening. You could say, no, no, I can't sing it for copyright reasons. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I can't sing it yeah, for copyright it was, reasons. We don't have the copyright, so sorry. Not because I sound like a drowned rat when I sing. <laughs> Korea, what other communities can we talk about? There's many, aren't there? Maybe the Caribbean community? Around Brixton, you mean? Yeah, I mean, there is a big Caribbean community around Brixton, isn't there? And I think Nigerian community as well. I guess Notting Hill is famous for its carnival, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Caribbean community. That's Uh, true. That's kind of quite interesting because there's an area, Notting Hill used to be a very, very poor area, didn't it? Maybe even as late as the 70s and 80s and i guess from the 90s onwards it started to gentrify didn't it but it's exactly yeah it's still a very caribbean community though isn't it is it still i think so yeah not obviously as much as it used to be Mm -hmm. there's definitely a huge influence from the caribbean community there especially we go i think a bit further out like westbourne grove and queen's park and areas nearby that's very true yeah there were some interesting documentaries actually i don't know if you saw them recently on the BBC with regards to the black community in that area called Small Axe. And it's by Steve McQueen, who's obviously a famous director, and also John Boyega, who is famous for Star Wars and Detroit and films like that, who's Mm -hmm. in it. 
those are actually very interesting documentaries because it talks about i guess the 70s and 80s mostly where right. there were particular tensions between the black community and oppression in some way really wasn't it those are very interesting okay i know that the um notting hill carnival started out as i think there were some riots or something in that area and in order to sort of bring different communities together that's how the Nautical Carnival started, and now I think it's the biggest street festival in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Yeah, we've kind of forgotten about it a little bit recently, because obviously with COVID, yeah. Yeah. it hasn't happened for the last couple of years. It's very interesting to visit. My usual advice to people is if you visit, I would try and visit it early, because yeah. later on things get a bit fruity. People get a bit drunk, don't they? And yes it's not always the best of atmospheres yeah. i would say you try and approach there fairly early in the morning maybe 11 o'clock and stay until about two or something like that probably be my best piece of advice you know it's very well worth seeing isn't it yeah we haven't covered brixton it's an area i know a little bit well okay because i remember how shocked i was not this is shocked but surprised how much it changed when i visited recently i would say recently just before covid because i think 20 years or so ago, it was the market was good. It was a very sort of ethnic market for local people. And now it had become sort of this international thing with your sushi bars and French bakeries and stuff like that. And the neighborhood's quite changed. People like to live there because it was zone one, but quite cheap. Mm-hmm. And a lot of immigrants from the West Indian African community lived there. It's another area which has been, what's the word, bourgeoisified. Can I say that? <laughs> gentrified sounds nice gentrified it's interesting i think brixton is a great area isn't it i suppose up until the last 10 years or so it's been considered quite a dodgy area there is has as you say gentrified i mean i think as an area of london it's fabulous i always used to go there when it was a little bit dodgier for the music i mean the music scene has always been amazing in brixton really good pubs and really good music down there and it's been great fun still is now and i always find it incredible if you want a really busy area brixton Mm -hmm. is always busy always full of people also david bowie as well they've got a nice little mural haven't they of david bowie because he was originally from brixton ground control to major tom a little aside is that my tag rugby team is called ziggy which comes from ziggy stardust brixton yeah i definitely recommend that bustling place very interesting Definitely. people talk about how brixton's dodgy but in my experience i have mean, limited experience it was only a few streets around the station hmm. dodgy people just to hang out but once you're around there it was a very nice area you're right yeah i agree i do agree just yeah. that's just just around the station because it was i would ag- hang out but beyond that no it was, it was nice this is very true yes there are some very good places to live aren't they and as you say it's very central People yeah. find it desirable for that reason too, don't they? Because the Victoria line is the yeah. fast line and yeah. gets you into the center very quickly. Thinking next one, Turkish community. Do you know where a lot of Turkish Yeah, I live? do. I think it's, I know I used to go around Green Lanes, which is... Manor House, Turnpike Lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, Wood Green, Manor House, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's right. That's definitely good for... Turkish food. Yeah. I think there's quite a big Turkish community, isn't there, in London as well? If you compare yeah. it to 
other countries in Europe, with maybe the exception of Germany, because I know Germany has a large Turkish community, but I would argue we probably have the second largest German, not German, <laughs> Turkish community. Apparently, I was reading this earlier. This you might find interesting, John. The kebab, although Germany is famous for its Turkish kebab, Mm-hmm. But the kebab, where you put the kebab meat inside a pizza and the stuff mm-hmm. that was first done in London, apparently, according to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia. And then, <laughs> then it became very big in Germany. Maybe Germany's okay. more famous than London for it. Seriously. London invented the kebab. Wow. Claim to fame. There's going to be some angry comments on that now. I'm sure <laughs> you get some angry Possibly. messages. No, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have it on a good source. Is Wikipedia a good source nowadays? Maybe. Difficult to say, isn't it? There's also the Saudi community around Edgware Road, Queensway, various other Arab communities. That's very true, isn't it? Edgware Road is very much full of shisha bars, isn't it? Yeah. If you want to go for a shisha, that's a good place to go. Mm -hmm. Australia. Yeah, Australian. Earlscourt. And Clapham, that kind of area. Oh, Clapham too. I didn't know that. South Africans as well. They used to call Earl's Court Kangaroo Valley. Oh, did around they? There back okay. in the day, yeah. South Africans too. Clapham, typically, yeah, I would say there's quite a lot of South Africans. Actually, South Africans, I don't know whether it's still the case now, but is it Earlsfield? Yeah, Earlsfield mm-hmm. near Wimbledon is a big South African community there. Okay. And Wimbledon as well has quite a big South African community. Okay. So it used to work with quite a few South Africans down there. Okay. But you've left that one very, very important community, John. Have I? Come on. You've got to think about it. I've got to think about it. This is your podcast, but I'm testing you, John Monty English. You'll be ashamed if you finish this podcast without mentioning the Italian community. community. No. (laughs) No, I'm not. You're not talking about that one. I don't know. Do you tell me? Chinese. Chinatown. Oh, of course. Come on, Chinatown. We haven't mentioned Chinatown. We haven't mentioned Chinatown, no. But having said that, I don't think the Chinese population is huge in London, is it? I think they're more spread out, but I disagree. I think uh, there's quite a large number of Chinese from Hong Kong as well as mainland China. Chinatown in London is incredible because, I mean, it's not the biggest one in the world, probably not even the biggest one in Europe, but it's right slap bang in the centre of London, right in Soho, next to Leicester Square and near Piccadilly. So that's why it's incredible to visit as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's very interesting area to go to, isn't it? I mean, I've never been to it, but apparently when Chinese New Year is on, it's quite a special place to be. It gets a bit crowded though. It's more, it's like about three or four streets, isn't it? There's like two main streets, Lyle Street and the main street and Chinatown with the Chinese gates as you enter. I think it's Cantonese, isn't it? Though? I'm not really an expert, but I believe they've been there a long time and they came from Hong Kong and Cantonese parts. You might be right. I think obviously over the next few years, potentially the Hong Kong population could increase quite a bit, couldn't it, in London? I get that impression. I don't know if it can continue in... Soho, because they're bloody expensive. But then again, maybe people from Hong Kong were quite well off. It's a really interesting place. Before the Chinatown, I think I might mention this on another podcast, but it used to be in Limehouse. It was sort of bombed during the war and it moved. But in Limehouse, you still find streets with Peking Street, Nanking Street, and others with Chinese names. Chinatown moved. Very interesting, yeah. 
I've been hearing, and I haven't seen or heard much evidence of it myself, but whether you have, I don't know. But apparently there's quite a large American community. In- yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Is there an American area? And I'm sure that's why the Europeans, they sort of spread out a bit more. Not sure if there's an American area, but is there? Not that I know of. <laughs> I know um, I've seen sort of McDonald's around London, <laughs> but I'm not sure that indicates sort of a cluster of Yanks. <laughs> no, indeed. You'll probably get some abusive messages after you've said that now. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'll see if any kind of indication of what particular areas the Americans might live. I mean, I'm guessing to some extent there is a larger community because obviously Google have quite a big area, don't they? King's Cross, maybe that's an indicator. Also Facebook, just near Tottenham Court Road. Obviously, because both those companies are large American companies, I'm imagining that they get quite a few people from the States coming to work in those offices. Yeah. I should mention also, I'm sorry, we could go on all night with all different communities, but there are a lot of Polish people living in London. I think Ealing, a lot in Ealing, aren't there? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, even around here, there's quite a few yeah, Polish people. Yeah, Finchley too, I noticed. And Romanians as well. Romanians. I used to have a school in Harrow, and that was quite a big Romanian mm-hmm. area. Right. Occasionally you go to a cafe in the centre with an Italian student, and I noticed that all of the people there were more or less Romanian working in the ah. cafe, which was curious. Oh, right. Yeah. Interesting. And I think, obviously, as you say, we could talk forever couldn't we about different communities to apologize to the ethnic groups we left out we've probably left a few out somali community is quite big in harlesden and also they say in harlesden the reggae capital apparently of the uk bob marley was famous for staying around that area okay uh, there are influences all about in brent we haven't mentioned so many others Mm. we apologize actually what you could do is you could write into me john at montyenglish.co.uk if i haven't mentioned your community and you can tell me where you would find most of your community in london yeah or i recommend if... a good cafe restaurant Definitely. check it out and do a podcast from there <laughs> indeed that sounds like a good plan please do write in and let me know about that i'd be happy to do another episode gideon yes. can you tell us a little bit about your podcast I have a podcast called Zeitgeist Banana. And if you want to hear more of John's lovely voice, he's a regular guest there. So do check it out. And also the YouTube site, Let Them Talk TV. And a recent video, John appeared as if by magic on that too. Do check it out. I did, yeah. And you've got some nice videos as well on accents in London the cockney accent haven't you which i think is useful yeah i also did a video about the history of the cockney accent as well and that touches on different communities in the east end one or two things i covered here took a lot about that is that the one with your cousin or is that the other one no no i made two i made one about the accent itself and a second one about sort of the history cockney accents will be influenced by lots of different accents irish accents sort of yiddish and probably french from the um so there are lots of influences in cockney accent you can find out more that video also gideon's cousin looks interestingly like him (laughs) curiously thanks for listening everybody and i'm hoping that you found that an awesome little episode a bit of an insight of how diverse london is and that genuinely does make london a wonderful city in my opinion and it's one of the main reasons why i love the city and also one of the main reasons why i actually live in brent 
because I love the fact that it's such a diverse population. Thanks for joining me, Gideon. Welcome. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to English with Monty. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave me a donation online via our website. Monty is a small independent company and I do all the editing myself. I would suggest £2.50 to buy me a coffee or £5 for a beer. MontyEnglish.co.uk Then just click on the podcast button at the top. You can donate here. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>